Thank you for listening to this podcast called Simplicity in Christ. Don't forget, you can catch my radio broadcast each Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central. You can listen at contendingthenumber4thefaith.org. That is contendingthenumber4thefaith.org each Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central. Let's focus, or spotlight rather, Romans chapter 6, specifically verse number 3. The text reads, Know you not that so many of us, as were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Have we ever considered the connection baptism has with the death of Christ? By making this statement, the Apostle Paul has taught us something very important about baptism. By connecting baptism with the death of Christ, we see its necessity. I do not know of any Bible believer who would deny the necessity of Christ's death. Without the death of Christ on the cross, we have no way to be saved. Matthew chapter 26, verses 26 through 29. If we can understand this truth, then let us understand the importance of baptism. This text reads, He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. This was one of the final statements made by Christ. Mark chapter 16, verse number 16. Being baptized into his death brings man into a special relationship with Christ that cannot be obtained in any other way. There's nothing else in the Lord's plan of salvation that is said to connect us to the death of Christ like baptism connects us. Now, as we continue to read Romans 6, we see that since Christ died and was buried, so also when we are buried in baptism, then we can rise to walk in newness of life. Romans chapter 6, verse number 4. It's the very next verse. Notice Galatians chapter 3, verse number 27. The text reads, For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Okay, how do we get into Christ? We're baptized into Christ. We just read it. What is baptism? It's a burial. Okay, now let's look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse number 3. The text reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Okay, where are the spiritual blessings? They are in Christ. How do we get into Christ? We are baptized into Christ. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Again, nothing connects us to the event of Christ's crucifixion, his burial, and his resurrection in the manner baptism does. Truly, it's a false doctrine of the devil himself when we read or hear people say that baptism is not necessary for salvation. Would we say the cross wasn't necessary for salvation? If not, then why say baptism isn't necessary? Neither Christ nor any apostle taught that. Again, let's look at the text. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Mark chapter 16, 
verse number 16. Now this is a pretty easy verse to understand. Jesus specifically states two things that are necessary for salvation, belief and baptism. Yet many claim that this is not what the passage teaches. Most of the Christian, and I'll put Christian in quotes, most of the Christian religions teach that baptism is not necessary for salvation. Well, how do they explain this passage then? They see that the second part of the verse says disbelief results in condemnation. And then they're quick to point out that it does not explicitly say that not being baptized will cause one to be condemned. Therefore, they say, baptism is not necessary for salvation. Now this type of reasoning, although ridiculous, is exactly what Paul warned about. Trickery of men, deceitful plotting, scheming. Ephesians chapter 4 verse number 14. Let's read it again. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. Again, I cite Mark 16, verse number 16. Jesus said, The one who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Therefore, both belief and baptism are necessary for salvation. If one does not believe, there's no need for baptism. It will do him no good. Do you believe his statement? If so, and you want to be saved, that is what you will do. But if not, he that believes not shall be condemned. Now there are certain things you must do before you enter the water of baptism. You must hear the gospel, Romans chapter 10, verse number 17, because that's how your faith is built. Because faith comes by hearing. Write it down. Romans chapter 10, verse number 17. Next, you are to repent of your sins. You will find this in Acts chapter 17, verse number 30. It's not a suggestion. It is a command that all men repent everywhere. Repentance is a change of life. You're going to completely put your sin away. And you're going to follow Christ as his New Testament leads and directs. Next, you must confess Christ before men with your mouth. Romans chapter 10 verse number 10. Again, a prerequisite to salvation. It must be done. Write these down. When you complete these steps, you are now a candidate for baptism. That is, completely immersed in water for the remission of your sins. In order to obtain remission, you are to be baptized. This is how your sins are washed away. Acts chapter 2, verse number 38. Acts chapter 22, verse number 16. When you complete these steps, now when you rise from the waters of baptism, the Bible teaches that you are a new creature in Christ. How do you get into Christ? Well, we talked about it. You're baptized into Christ. Now, you live the rest of your life faithfully. Most of the New Testament is written to Christians. Therefore, read the directions, study them, and live your life faithfully. And God promises you, when you take your last breath, you will receive a crown of life. Revelation chapter 2, 
verse number 10. Don't forget to catch my broadcast, my radio broadcast, each Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Central. The program is called Simplicity in Christ. You can find it at contending4thefaith.org. That is contending4thefaith.org. Contending for the Faith Radio, 24-7 Christian Talk Radio. Thanks for listening.